Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, everybody. If you enjoy our show, please follow us online. We have a Twitter page. We have a Facebook page. They are both Zane Dunn. You can also follow Dan at The Imbiber. Is that right? That's correct. On Facebook and Twitter. And you're at Zane Lamprey. I'm at Zane Lamprey. So if you want to follow me, I put up a lot of great stuff. So follow me on Facebook and Twitter at Zane Lamprey. Now, on to the sponsor of our show. Today's show is brought to you by Hover.com, where they simplify domain management. Dan, you have a URL. You have the imbiber.net. Do you not? I do. I prefer just a yes or it's a yes, yes. or no. Okay, you're, yes, com- I do. you're yes. complicating it. Is it difficult or is it easy? Some days it's difficult. Is it? No. It's actually very easy. You know oh, why? Hover.com. Oh, you, oh yeah. that's where you – okay. Yeah. So, Hover.com makes so it easy. I think the, the benefit of using Hover.com is you can actually levitate, I believe. You can. While you're registering it. You can. That's why they do. That's why they call it. That's that. why they do it. Yeah, you're, and they, you're actually they, hovering over the screen. They also use uh, Google Apps for your business. You can you can integrate all that stuff. You can add that to your domain. Okay. All the Google Apps, the Gmail, the Calendar, the Drive, the Docs, the whole package. You get all that. Um, so you, I'm, you go, I'm going right now. Well, yeah, because I'm I'm going to register. Dan Dunn is awesome. And it's I, a, I already have that one. No, it's available. It's very, what? Yeah, which is funny because it looks like Dan Dunnis. Dan Dunnis, awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's available. You can get it for, for one year. This is great. You can get it for one year, and then you can add mail, and then that's it, right? Wow. So I just got two years. got five email addresses. Oops, I just bought it. By the way, if I want to get it and I put in uh, promo code happy hour, okay. I get 10% off the new domain name. I'm clicking I have a promo code, and so what, what did I put in happy, happy hour? Happy hour. One word or? Happy hour, one word. Okay. Yeah. So I put in happy hour, one word, and 10% off. 10% off at hover.com? That's it. You have Dan Dunn is awesome? Well, if What I, should we put on it? If I continue to put in my credit card information, we will, but oh. I'm not. I'm, this is where I stop. <laughs> DanDunnIsAwesome.net, because .net, everything's you, available on .net. .coms are used up. You want to know something amazing? Yeah. I actually have Zane Lamprey is awesome. You do? Mm-hmm. Because wow. I didn't want someone else to get it. You are awesome, man. Thank you. And now, back to our show. It's happy Balud. Daniel Balud is, uh, sorry, Chef Daniel Balud is our Chef. guest today. You, where did you, where did you talk to him? Where did you meet him? We. That's cool. I, Four uh, Seasons, Beverly Hills. Four nice, Seasons, Beverly nice. Hills. We had some, uh, what do you call that? Creme brulee. Oh. We had some creme brulee and chocolate and his new scotch. Which, which we have uh, over there on the table. Why don't oh. we just, let's just get that and, and try that out. Yeah, let me get All right. It right now. I would like to try his scotch. Okay. There you go. Very nice label. It's the Dalmore Select Tid. Okay. The Dalmore Selected by Daniel Balud. It's the world's first single malt Scotch whiskey created with Ooh. a Michelin star chef. Is That's, this his Scotch? Did he make it, or is he endorsing? Yeah, there's a shot right there on your table. Try that out. Yeah, try that out. That's very um, Richard Patterson, the master distiller for the Dalmore. Okay, we ha- we have to uh, yeah. we have to rate this. Didn't we revise our rating system? We did revise our rating system, we Dan, because is? we got a complaint. We did. Yes. <laughs> um, Apparently, some people don't want to be called triple shit. Yeah. All right, so we should rate this on our new rating system that has been revised because I was not here, and Dan took some liberties to create a new category called triple shit. 
And someone may have called us and said, hey, we did not appreciate that. Did he yell at you? Were you getting yelled at? I'm pleading the fifth. Yeah. But yes, he did. Um, uh, but but don't worry about it. I'm fine because I threw you under the bus. I'm sure. Because I did. wasn't here. Yeah. Yeah. I, when someone okay here here's my here's my my observation what is it what are you looking at I'm reading about the scotch <laughs> See, right there all right let's rate it and then I'll give you my my no 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 I'm gonna give it to you right now so people strive to make things that are palatable yes people try to make things and invent categories like let's talk about Saint Germain. Saint Germain made an elderberry liqueur there yeah. was never such a thing really before. No. Or if there was, they didn't have enough money to put behind it. So they made it, and then they sold for over $100 million. Crazy. Crazy. So now people, and people have been doing this, they try to create something new. And yeah. they, they take a leap. And sometimes they create uh, vodka uh, with the flavor of tobacco. Then <laughs> sometimes they make uh, vodka with the flavor of menthol smokes, a pack of smokes. Whipped cream. Whipped cream is another we've one. That, we've had whipped cream. You, we have creme brulee on the shelf behind you. Ooh. So, so here's the thing. I need, I need to keep building my collection. I'm a little bit addicted to the wall of booze that we have yeah. in the studio, which I think we're somewhere. We said I don't know. If we, we we added it up. It was like twenty grand or something like that. The value of all that booze. Well, this that make it twenty grand two hundred. Because this Daniel Balud uh, select. I have a feeling. I have a feeling, Dan Dunn, if I may call you that. Yeah. That you're leaving, you're leaving the studio with that bottle today. No, yeah, I'm going to take it. <laughs> so, that, yeah. so that I'm not adding it. I'm not adding it to the collection that we have here. I, I got, he's got a satellite bar at his house. I do have a bar. Thanks. It's all it's all part of the collection. What's, 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 what's a satellite this. bar? It's a bar away from the main bar, like a yeah, satellite oh, I campus. See. Dan does have what some people may, would call an uh, a kitchen. With a peninsula, so it's yeah. it's like there's a kitchen, and then on the other side of this peninsula, you can have like I don't know four, five, ten bar stools, a satellite bar, right? Yeah. But some people would call that a kitchen, but where some people see kitchens, you see bars. I see a bar. Satellite it, bar just sounds way cooler. It does, but it sounds this? like it's in space. How about this? <laughs> Let's call it a satellite of love bar, and we'll toast. Hey, we'll toast to Lou. I'm, we'll I'm, toast to Lou Reed. I'm sure it who had, died on Sunday. Okay, satellite. I'm sure. Love. Fine. We'll toast to yeah, with yeah, Daniel Balut. Daniel Balut Scotts were toasting Lou Reed. Two New York icons. Very, by the way, hmm. I am not the best person to judge Scotch because I like Scotch. Yeah. And I like the different nuances of, of this. Where is this one made? This one is made in Speyside. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so it's not as, like, smoky. Yeah. All right. It's time to rate Daniel Balut's. Uh, you have the bottle. What's it called? The Dalmore Selected by Daniel Balut. Okay, and and it's two hundred dollars a bottle. Two hundred dollars a bottle. It is the first uh, Scotch made by a Michelin star, star rated chef. chef. Yeah, first and I'm assuming that the restaurant, because he has a lot of restaurants, I'm assuming the restaurant they're talking about is Danielle. Danielle. Yeah. Danielle is his flagship restaurant in New York. City. I happen to be friends with this man, but I was off shooting the show that I'm still not allowed. You're to talk friends about. with Daniel Balut? Yeah. How did you become friends? Did you not? Uh, wait a second. Did I not come up in your conversation with him? <laughs> no. Are you serious? <laughs> no. I was texting him the night before because he wanted to go out and have drinks, but I was up there shooting. That's why you would, you you did not know that I knew Danielle. No. So Are I, you making this up? No, I swear to God. Okay. I didn't realize. I did didn't bring a, you up at all. Did he know that I was a co-host? Probably not. <laughs> you didn't. He probably didn't realize that what that I was the... Well, I didn't want to apologize did you call for it the Dan, you not being Did there. you call it the Dan Dunshaw? Happy hour with Dan and Dan. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now I don't think I. Oh wait a second! Yeah, grab my phone. It's right there. Gra as a matter of fact, they were saying to me the whole time, "Grab my phone." Oh, hold on. Yeah. 
one? Yeah. They, she introduced me as Dan Dunn from Sirius. I think they think that I'm still on Sirius. Oh, actually. which is yeah. why they made the time to, to, to talk, talk to you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm just looking up. Uh, Otherwise, if they knew it was for this podcast, they'd have been like, nah, Daniel's busy. Yeah, see? Um, I didn't realize you were friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we met in, um, so this is this is my text chain. This is my text chain with wow. Daniel. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we met uh, when when we both worked for Mojo. He had a show called After Hours where a bunch of chefs and celebrities and then me yeah. <laughs> uh, were thrown in there at a table. And we just ate and drank into the wee hours in the morning, like after the restaurant closed, and uh, and it was it was a good show. It was fun. Um, I had just gotten back from Italy that day, and they shot at night, and I was completely, I was so tired. I had five cups of coffee of espresso, yeah, uh, and I was just a complete wasteoid. I was, I just, I, I phoned it in. I can't believe he didn't bring it up. But then, and then we we see each other every year at like uh, the South Beach Food and Wine Easy Festival. Easy for you to say. Uh, but anyway, he's a nice. He's a nice guy. He likes to drink. Do you want to jump right into the interview at the Four Seasons? First, before we do that, yes. we have to rate oh, the scotch. Right. All right. So the the lowest you can get is double bronze. Then up no from more, there, no more triple shit. No more triple shit. No more triple. Because, I would not even think of giving this triple shit. No, of course you wouldn't. But let's say someone sends you something that has a flavor that you don't consider favorable, like they send something. It's like it's like. Um, Earth flavored vodka. It tastes like okay. earth. It has, and that sounds very impressive. But then you realize it's, it's just dirt. Yeah. But there is a market for that. I'm sure because they made it. You know what I mean. Okay. So you can't give a triple shit. How you, about unfavorably favorable? No, because then they can walk a, a, away and say, you know what? We actually got the double bronze. We got the double bronze on yeah. Happy Hour with Zayn and Dunn. So double. You're, a br- lot, you're nicer than me. I know I am. Yeah, I, I would not. I, <laughs> Did you see the thing we wrote on the board? It said. Um, this one's naughty, and it points to me, and this one's not nice, and that's pointing to you. Although well, you're the naughty and not the, nice one. The, I won't bring it up. I will not bring up the brand name. But the brand that I dubbed Triple Shit, I feel, and still do, right. deserve that designation. The it, lo- offended me, it offended me on a, on a, Why? On a fundamental level. Why? Why do you give a shit? <laughs> the, name, the name of it was very misogynistic, and as you know, I love women. I right. love women. I love to treat them with respect. But you also love to massage them. So what's the problem? I do. That's true. I am a misogynist. It's right behind you. I used to be a misogynist. I'm getting this I, bottle. I, I, I'm getting, getting this bottle. It's a very misogynist name. It also, you know, it's like like I said before, as if vodka wouldn't kill you quick enough, let's put some tobacco in it. I don't, oh, here I go. I don't now think, you got me talking about I it. I don't think that, that tobacco is a, a carcinogen without you smoking it. If you open up a pack of smokes, I'm not a smoker. What about if you chew tobacco? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cancer. Okay, well, fine. That's a good point. But anyway. Oh, no, you said not to bring up cancer anymore, too. I, I did. because you... See, I'm breaking all of the rules that you laid out for me before the show today. Zane you asked me, before, me show, before you and I went up on stage at the, uh, what is it, the Tales of the Cocktail Award yes. show, you ran a joke by me. Cancer joke. A cancer joke. Which I used, and it went and over. You it said, was huge. Funny. No, it was not, Dan. It was very you funny. You remember it differently. <laughs> it was, you could have, like, someone could have farted in the 99th throw, and you would have heard it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> People booed me, I think. <laughs> there you go. Now you remember it. Uh, so, so this is the... Um, Are you guys going to rate the scotch or what? Yeah, but hold on. I'm having... All roads lead back to this. Okay. I'm smelling this, uh, this tobacco-flavored vodka. I don't find the smell offensive. Oh, don't do it. I'm drinking it. Do you find it offensive it now that you... Not really. You like it. No, I don't like it. 
But I don't hate. You just him. don't want him to call you. No, 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 no. I'm just saying. I'm, I don't like it, but I, it's not a fa- like. I'm, I don't want to kick its ass like you do. Let me also just point out that it wasn't the tobacco one that got the triple shit. It was the menthol, menthol tobacco. tobacco one. Okay. Which, if I can just interject, please. Here, the tobacco one, and if you go back to the tape, you'll hear me say, "I don't have a problem with this." Yeah, it wasn't horrible. But the menthol and tobacco one was offensive, and it was really bad, and all four of us agreed that it was terrible. So you, instead of just going, it's not for me, you made it, like, you had a vendetta against it. Like you, our, like, guest, it, it was our a, guest almost vomited in the studio. Both of them. I watched him fight bat- Paul Mercurio, okay. leaned over, and almost hurled all over the desk. Okay, and then let me ask you a question. Where is that bottle right now? Because I'm looking at the shelf. Uh, I was I was out of town. I, I'm looking. I don't. I can't taste one it. One guy took it. Because, yes, yeah. he took it. Yeah, he took it. It was so bad that he had to have it. Is, is it. Would you not say that that's similar to not exactly on par with? But isn't that similar to Jägermeister? When it's like it's so no, bad you make a face. No. Jägermeister's good. I like it. I would say it's like the uh, Viper rum. I don't think the Viper Rum tastes good, but you're gonna own it. I would give I would give the Viper Rum triple shit. (laughs) Viper Rum, (laughs) yeah. Or the Black Death. The Black Death isn't good. Black Death. It's I don't think it's triple shit. I don't. I I think you can mix it. It's not that good. What about the Brennivan? That's 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 the Black Death. Death. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't think it's horrible. It's just not for me. Like I'm not offended at. As a matter of fact, I make people try it because it has a great story. Is there, have you ever had anything to drink in all of your travels around the world where you were offended, where you thought this person should be flogged for making this thing and letting me drink it? No, I not really. I, I do. I do look at a n- new products that people make, and the and the packaging and the flavor and the market, the marketing that goes along with it, and I say this isn't going to make it. They, this is not – they're not right. Like I saw one that was like going directly up against Jägermeister, but you don't drink Jägermeister for the taste. You drink Jägermeister because it's Jägermeister. Like you want – it's like you're ordering a shot of Jäger. You're not saying, oh, or anything that tastes like Jäger. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, want, you, you wanted it because of the allure that they spent millions, hundreds of millions of dollars marketing. Genius. Sidney Frank was a genius, I think. It was Sidney Frank. Sidney Frank, yeah, Jägermeister. He he intro- with Jägermeister. He introduced the concept of having attractive women go into bars. Right. The Jäger girls. Right. They would go into bars and give away swag. Yeah. So he, he so he didn't yeah. even make it up. He's just the one that did the marketing behind it. He was the importer. Right. He, he exactly. went over and imported Jägermeister. It was an existing product. And then he came. And the other genius move was the shot, the chilled shot machine, which. Oh, made Jägermeister just shoot yeah. up in sales. Yeah. See, to put those shot machines behind the bar because people come in and they want to party. Right. They want to do a shot and you see it right, right. there. There right. it is, chilly, ready to go. And now a lot of, as you know, a lot of companies have picked up and are doing that as well. If you want to try an interesting shot, and I think, Josh, unless I'm wrong, you, maybe you d- did it with us when we were downtown at Kohl's. Which one? Um, Angostura. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. Angostura bitters. You'd be like, no way, I'm going to drink a shot of that. If you actually, we took the bottle off, the top off, there's like a thing that makes it drip. Yeah. Pop that off, poured it into a shot glass, and we all a did whole we, shot of bitters. We all did shots of it. You have wow. to understand How was that it? it was actually good. Really good. It was like. You wouldn't expect it to be that good. It was, it was like Jagermeister. It's the same, like, ABV, the same percentage as, like, a Jaeger. Okay. And. Back in the day, to sort of break down why these things, ex- why bitters exist, is that the, the doctor would say, you've got to take this herb, this herb, this herb, this herb, like these 
five or ten different herbs. Yeah. If you if you chewed them, they taste nasty and they'd be dried. If you put them in water, they would it would go bad in a few days. It would get bacteria. It would like start to you know just whatever decompose. Yeah. So they put it in alcohol because the alcohol is a preservative. And then, therefore, here's their – that's why they – like, grandma takes a shot of medicine. They would l- literally think that drinking bitters was medicine. They combine different bitters to make a tincture, you know, that they would, ha- it would have medicinal Peshad property. Peshad bitters. Peshad. He was, in a, he was a pharmacist. Right, yeah. right. The Angostura – I mean, Angostura was something you could, could get during Prohibition, and in actuality, they would do shots of it. Yeah. But it was supposed to be well, bitters. It's technically med- a, a food product. You can buy Angostura in the grocery store. Like, do you need to be um, of age? I don't. That's a good question. But you can buy Angostura right. on the shelves in the grocery store. It's interesting. Yeah. Because you could literally just buy 10 bottles of it and you'd have 10 pretty delicious shots. That's why you have, uh, that's why they have a separate distributor here in the U.S. Because they have Angostura rum. Right. Which is made in the same place in Trinidad. Right. But they're they're distributed by different companies because Angostura bitters is distributed as a food product. So getting back to our rating system, double bronze, gold, yes. triple gold, and one above platinum. So that is one, two, three. No, isn't there platinum and then one above? Platinum? No, we have one above platinum. Okay, there's only four categories. It gets a little confusing. All right. Okay. So we have double bronze. Do you want to say double bronze and then silver, triple gold, and then one above platinum or yes. gold? So silver. We should have silver in there. So is it just a regular silver or is it double? Is it how about if we have bronze, double silver, triple gold, and one above platinum? There you go. That works. That's what about f- silver plated? Gold plated? No, I don't. That's what all these awards are anyway. So we have bronze, double silver, triple gold, and one above platinum. What about DJ Paul's teeth? That should be one. Where's his, te- is his teeth? Platinum. They're platinum? They're platinum, teeth? yeah. DJ Paul's got his, nice his teeth. His teeth is that grill. I talked to. I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I just I just got off the phone with my my buddy DJ Paul." I'm like, "You know DJ Paul?" He's like, "Yeah." He's like, and he's like, "Why do you know him?" And I said, "Oh, because because you know we, we meet at some events." And how do you know him? He's like, "Oh, he like helped me with um with this um this lawsuit that I was working on over, over something with my neighbors." I'm like, "What? Wait, what are you talking? How did DJ Paul?" DJ, are we talking about the three six mafia guy? He's like, no. It's like it's like D- David James Paul. <laughs> they, but they call him D. They, his name is D. You know people named DJ, right? I'm like, well, guess what? I'm gonna bring him a, a badass hat. Because DJ Paul, our buddy from Three Six Mafia, wears a hat that says DJ Paul. <laughs> I gotta get it. It's all blinged out. I gotta get that for this this like attorney. All right, so I'm gonna just step out on a limb and I'm gonna say that I would give this one above platinum. I think it's ve- this is a very good scotch. Yeah. I'm going to do the same. Do the same, one Josh? One platinum? Yeah, I'm in. That's that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> guess what? You guys gave me a weird look. Guess what, no. Daniel Balud? Yeah. You're going to make it, after all. Daniel Balud. Now, I, so I went... He's your friend. You Can you text him right now and say, we just gave your scotch sure. one above platinum? Yeah, where's my phone? Um, let's go Let's go to the interview. While, while, while we're, the interview is happening, I'll text him and I'll tell you what he said. Okay, let's okay. do it. Well, you're the guest who makes it fun on Happy Hour with Zane and Dunn. Yeah. Okay, I'm at the uh, Four Seasons in Beverly Hills, California. As you know, I hang out here often. And with me, a gentleman uh, needs no introduction, but since you're, you're not sitting here with me, I'll just tell you who he is. Uh, Mr. Daniel Balud, world-renowned chef, author, and now has his own scotch. It's incredible. What, what aren't you doing these days, Daniel? What I'm doing best these days, uh, I just wrote a cookbook celebrating the 20 years of Daniel in New York. 
but uh, also um, uh, marking just a time in Daniel right now. And the book is composed of three parts. It has uh, uh, a part who is Restaurant Daniel, the recipe of today, uh, beautiful uh, food, wonderful recipe, sometimes a little challenging, but they are so well written by a compartment of uh, preparation, then uh, it's easy to downgrade the preparation and make it still a very nice dish. Not downgrade, but sort of like downscale the preparation. Make it and so make that it someone like me might have a, a, can cook. a chance exactly. to do this. Let me see. Yeah, yeah. You... <laughs> Let's see. What's... I'm going to randomly... Chilled white asparagus soup. There's no way I can do this. There's no way. I can. Uh, do you think I can do this? You, you picked up the easiest recipe in the book. It, this but is the easiest. It's easy, yeah. It's, uh, basically, you need the white asparagus. And uh, it has a little bit of lovage as well. See, I don't even know what that is. No, I'm kidding. It's an herb. California, you have every herb on the... This is a giant book. Yes, it's could, uh, 400 and... You could defend yourself with page. this book if someone... Yeah. Uh, it's a weapon as well. But and beautiful. Uh, Absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah, and then the second part of the book is with Bill Burford, where we... Um, where we... Bill Burford, the famous writers and amazing chef uh, who is uh, a chef in his own right, but is uh, a great cook. And we cooked recipe from the past. Cooked recipe who was connected with my past. And then, um, and, and, and there's no recipe, but we made amazing dishes. And he wrote the essay and the relationship on making those dishes with me. And, and it's fun. It's really entertaining writing. And the food is just throw you back in another era. And then uh, at the end, I live right above the store at Daniel, so I have a home cooking uh, section where in my own kitchen, I made recipe from different region of France. Okay. And so that's inspiring. So that is the book. But then today we're also drinking whiskey. We're drinking whiskey. And in front of me, I have a creme brulee here. Yes, and some chocolate with the almonds. But uh, what's interesting is that we're not drinking any kind of whiskey. We're drinking a Dalmor whiskey. Yes. And um, For and, those of you listening, it's a beautiful Highland single malt scotch. Yes. Great. And I would like uh, Chris tradition. to give a little bit more explanation maybe on the whiskey. Sure. This is Chris Watt, by the way. Chris, how are you? Chris Watt. Yeah, very well, very well. Thank you for having us. So, um, yeah, this is a special assemblage. This is the Dalmore selected by Daniel Balud, which was only previously available at Danielle's restaurants in New York City. And as of next week, will be available in a very limited quantity at retail throughout the U.S. for about $200 per bottle. And this is a whiskey which is aged up to 23 years of age. It is an assemblage of Madeira, Muscatel, and Port Cass. And over the last year and a half, Chef and the master distiller, Richard Patterson of the Dalmore, have been working together um, and having a, a good few nights checking out and uh, sampling various different cask whiskies from Dalmore to create this um, assemblage. And um, as I said, this has been available in Daniel's restaurants for about six months. And yeah. due to this success, uh, we decided, hey, why, why don't we put it out into, uh, into retail for people to enjoy? And, uh, and that's what we've done. And the whiskey age, um, as, um, I mean, it don't have a, characteris uh, a characteristic of a vintage, but it is a uh, made with vintage whiskey. Okay. From 
14 to 25 years old. And so you're, you're, you are hands-on involved in this. This is not something you just put your name on. I mean, you, this flavor profile was something that you collaborated with. Yes, absolutely. It uh, started, first Chris brought the idea to me, and I felt that was, um, that was interesting. That was something a chef could do. And uh, because the to um, whiskey is unique compared to many other alcohol who are not always assembled like this, and and also the the work done on the aging in cask who are coming from all over the world and are bringing a, a particular uh, a particular taste, a particular smell, and a, a, a particular characteristic to the whiskey and we made when we started this idea we started with 25 different casks coming I mean some of them were Chateau Lafitte some of them were from the Rhone some of them were from California from of course Italy Spain Portugal uh, and many other countries around the world where the the cask has been um impregnated by the wine and a flavor of the wood and now the whiskey is resting in it. And from the 25 casts, I had all my sommelier at Daniel one night after work. We sit down with Chris and we, we tasted um, every one of those whiskey and we all put our personal mark on our favorite just to narrow down to about 10 casks. And when we narrow down to 10 casks, then with Richard Patterson, I sit down with him and we started to create the whiskey and following, of course, his master knowledge and his expertise in, um, in whiskey. And little by little, after quite a lot of drinking, we <laughs> narrowed down to sweet cask. I wanted personally sweet cask. I don't think Richard had any say about what I wanted. Yeah. I just wanted him to not disapprove what I say. Okay. <laughs> and he was kind of perplexed with the idea of mixing those sweet casks because that's something he never did. But um, he was interested and he liked the collaboration we to create this whiskey. And I think we created a whiskey with quite unique. Uh, I feel very personally attached to this, but also... Um, By the way, I'm going to drink this. One. It's a I'm sipping. Getting so thirsty. It's a beautiful <laughs> sipping whiskey, and we have done it with some savory food. We have done it with some sweet food, and I, I made today. So after Richard um, at Dalmore uh, had done the assemblage, he had different taste of food to see what he felt was pairing very well, and he told me, I, I mean, I with the whiskey. I had a creme brulee and a bitter chocolate, and to me, it was the perfect mariage. So here we have a little creme brulee with vanilla, wonderfully made, and we have also a little bar of chocolate with some toasted almond on it. Now, Danielle, you didn't make this yourself, though, did you? No, we are at the Four Seasons Hotel here, and the chef, Niti, made these wonderful dishes for us. Now that's delicious. Mm. Now I'm going to try a sip of the scotch here. Mm. Absolutely. It almost brings... Of course, it's a sweet dessert, 
but because the whiskey is, it may have a little bit of sweetness on the nose, but on the finish, it don't really coat your tongue. And yeah. It really finish well and leave a wonderful aroma in the palate. And um, if you follow Richard Patterson when he tastes whiskey, he has, I don't know if you have seen him uh, ever, making... Um, yeah, I don't know that we've ever met. Yeah. Oh, it's, he's really a fascinating man. He's a character. He's a character, like many Irish. But part of the... Uh, many Scottish, I mean... Part of uh, being in this business is there's a lot of people you don't think you've met, and you've met them numerous times. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At Very festivals, true. and it's like, oh, yes, that's right, yeah. You know. And he has a way where he wants you to take the whiskey, and what is his best explanation of that? Well, Richard always wants you to nose the whiskey yep. and mm -hmm. say hello, and then come back to it and say. And make how sure you, you? you pick it up from both nostrils, but one at a time. So you lock in one nostril, one the other, fly it around your nose, and really. And, and this whiskey is at 44% alcohol, so it's really a good whiskey to be able to smell and not get shot on it. Yeah. Absolutely, and 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 then, and then essentially he wants you to put it on the on the palate. So you take your sip. And Richard would say mm -hmm. that it's twenty three years of age. You keep it on the tongue for twenty three seconds. Mm -hmm. Now keep in mind that mm -hmm. Del Moore has released a sixty four year old whiskey mm -hmm. in his time, so that gets a little bit intense. Mm -hmm. So he wants you to make noise. When you are holding the whiskey on your tongue, so you do some. Hmm, 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 why why hmm, is that? Hmm. Because by doing the, you know, by by closing your mouth and making noise, you move your tongue a little bit, and it's starting to coat your palate and coat you everywhere, mm -hmm. and and yet you keep the whiskey in your mouth, so and then. So you're getting the sweet and the savory, and uh, yeah. and Richard is very much a showman as well. So for it's him, show, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't do that when you go to a bar and you yeah. start to say, "What's wrong with that guy?" Hey. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, what about adding a little bit of water? To yes, opening up. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so that's taste? stage two after the okay. the, the first well, tasting. I want to have a little more creme brulee. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Now, is there an order, Daniel, in terms of the chocolate versus the creme brulee, or just? Uh, no, 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 no. It's um, one of a little bit of one, a little shot, a little bit of the second, a little shot. And then by adding a little bit of water, it really open up uh, the smell even more to to the characteristic more of the. Um, of the floral side of it. Absolutely. Yeah, you get the kind of lighter green fruits, floral yeah. notes coming through just by bringing it down to about 39% alcohol. And it uh, still stays very well on on the tongue. And and that, that's why, I mean, I didn't want to make a whiskey who the first thing you want is to put a big ice cube in it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it was a sipping whiskey, uh, almost like the way you sip cognac, armagnac, and and great fine spirit. And this has been a big hit at the restaurant. Yeah, very much. People love it. And uh, it has been a big hit among uh, my friends. I send some to the greatest chef in New York, Eric Repair, Jean-Georges. Oh, yeah. And, and they love it. They, they, it's a beautiful bottle. You've got they the, give the, me the seal of approval. Yeah. And, 
No, and it's simple. It's 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 an adventure, and I think we wanted to have an experience together, uh, who was meaningful, and who was um, interesting because that's a first for a chef to create a whiskey. Yeah, I don't know. Has anyone? Done no, it? this is this the is first. it. So you are the first. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, this is the first single malt scotch whiskey created in collaboration with the Michelin star chef. That's and amazing. and and what's interesting is then. I am neither Scottish or... Where are we, you from? No, I'm kidding. Well, yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. I just wrote my book, My French Cuisine, but I don't know what it means exactly. <laughs> but the, uh, but uh, I'm neither Scottish and the, 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 the cask uh, who aged that whiskey are neither French either. Um, actually, there are uh, two Spanish one and one Portuguese. Oh yeah, and uh, so it's interesting. I think it has um, definitely a wonderful uh, collaboration and personal taste. By the way, the chocolate too. Yeah, it's really amazing. Yeah, it? no, absolutely. And you want the bitter chocolate, almost like seventy-five percent cocoa and uh, and 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 a little. Um, Long on the palate also. Yeah. Because, you know, sipping whiskey, you're going to be for a while around with your glass and smelling, uh, steering, and sipping. So it's just, it's a beautiful whiskey. Mm -hmm. It really is. And how many, uh, how many cases of this are there available? Well, there's going to be 1,000 bottles. 1,000 yeah, bottles. In terms of the initial release, so it's very rare. Actually, um, but when I leave, there's going to be 999. <laughs> Look over there. Yeah, you might steal one out of a, the stack here. <laughs> so, 1,000 bottles. Is, 1, that, bottles. is that worldwide? No, only available in the U.S. So, in the major cities, so Los Angeles, New York, Chicago, okay. um, Houston, Dallas, Miami, and, uh, you know, this is really something that is going to be released next week. And it's for the food aficionado. It's for the whiskey aficionado. And it's um, an opportunity for people to own a real piece of history. Because this has never been done before in the category. And here in L.A., if they want to dive in the first touch, it's going to be here. Uh, it's going to be at Wiley's. It's going to be a Wally's. It's going to be a Wally's. Yeah. Wally's, yeah. That's right. And it's the Downmore Highland Single Malt Scotch Whiskey selected by Daniel Balud. It's a, it's got a, it comes in a beautiful package, uh, and it's a, a, a lovely whiskey. And, and this uh, is the most original recipe I ever created. <laughs> is it? <laughs> and that's saying something. And also pick up Daniel's book, My French Cuisine, as well. Uh, and when I pick it up, I mean, if you need a workout, pick it up. Up and down and up and down. Be good. But I think this is an amazing gift for Christmas. And for anyone who loves food, I think would enjoy to read this book. It's very, very... Do the companion uh, book and the whiskey together. You can't yeah. go wrong. So oh, yeah. It. Take, a, take a weekend and enjoy it. Yeah. Well, Chris and Daniel, I, I appreciate you guys taking the time to, to talk to me today. And thank you for the delicious food and the fine spirit. And uh, I wish you guys the best of luck with it. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Cheers. 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 Go. Now let's talk about that interview. I'm going to be honest with you. While that was playing, I, was, I texted Daniel Balud. And did he write back yet? Well, I just finished it. Okay. And so I haven't heard it back. Been that long. It's a I long said, text. just tasted your scotch, loved it. We gave it our best score. Oh, I had a typo. We gave it out best score, whatever. <laughs> One above platinum. We'll see if he, he's French. He wouldn't understand it anyway. He doesn't, he doesn't read him. He doesn't read American. Uh, well, I, it was, I yeah. thought the interview scotch? was easy to understand him in the interview, despite his Frenchness. Yes. Yeah. 
He's a he's a nice guy. Mel loves him. He's Actually, a great guy. Yeah. he loves Mel probably a little bit more. Um, all right. So uh, Mel has a you have a quiz for us. Yes. All right. I'm gonna. Is it okay if while this quiz is while you're prepping uh-huh. that I go get a beer out of the fridge because I'm about to do that. How fast can you do that? I, I can still well, do it. I'm prepped. Okay. I'm I'm walking. So just set it up. Setting it up. By the way, while we're waiting for Zane, uh, what yes. is this book here that came? Zane got this delivered. Oh, really? Jim know. Nance, Always by My Side, The Healing Gift of a Father's Love. Really? Wow. I hadn't even seen that. Was that it. sent to us? That was sent to you. That's yeah. heavy. That was uh, sent with a bottle of wine. Oh, really? Really? To, like, read it and drink a bottle of wine? It's about him and his dad? Wow. Oh, you got any more of those beers? I'm going to get one of those. Um, th- I might have grabbed the last one. <laughs> I don't know. One? Go look. Go look in the fridge. You guys can put it um, in the Always by my side. The healing gift Share of Father's it, like Love. friends. Forward by George H.W. Bush. And signed, Jim Nance. He signed it? Yeah. It says, to your calling, Jim Nance. Look, oh, here's... Okay, here we go. I got it. Okay, his, so his father has... Alzheimer's. Aww. Yes, it's a horrible disease. And so, I'm sorry, I'm reading this through. Oh, so 20% of all profits from the online so- sale of The Calling will be donated to Nance Friends for the, oh, the Nance National Alzheimer's Center based out of uh, Houston. Okay. So the Calling is a Russian River Valley Chardonnay. Ah, okay, it's all making sense. So if there's a wine that you can buy. That's why it's, re- it's relevant to oh, our... Mm. So now as Josh is putting all this in yes, front of us. Yes, there it is. It's very lucky that you have Josh to do this. It is. Story. So go and get yourself this... Um, it's called The wine. Calling. The Calling. It's uh, Chardonnay. Russian River Valley. 2012. Yeah. Classic Chardonnay. Okay. Did you so, try it? So if you purchase that, then proceeds are... 20% that. of all profits will go towards the Jim Nance... That's good. I like to feel good about myself while I'm drinking, and if I'm, if as part of that money is going to go to a charity, if it's just for the month. Now this is me being Dan Dunn for a second. If it's just for the month, I'd say like a hundred percent of all the profits because you, you get your recover. I would have done a hundred percent. How many cases do you think? Well, you not, did we, we do one? when Monkey Rum does stuff like that. We're going to do months where there's like a hundred percent of all profits go to. Zane. No, kittens. no, kittens. not kittens. Probably not? children. Children. What about dogs? No. Are you involved in Ferrets? the dogs, you know, the dog things, shelters? No, I'm not involved with shelters. What, is that? A, what does that pet? mean? Do you have a pet? Yeah. Well, Ma- Mel does. She's what do you have, Mel? Cats. I have a cat. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And let me ex- a cat. Let me explain to you something that, that happened. No, no. Why is... are there two cats in your house, then? Well, because somebody dropped one off at the house to be cared that's for. That's not true. I might have brought in a bag and said, happy birthday. And she's like, okay, can I open it later? And I said... Um, yeah, just open it now. And I, and I should have videotaped it. So she, she takes the bag and she's like, she's like working on her desk and like doing something. And I'm like, and I'm like, can you just open it real quick? And she's like, all right, fine. Hold on. She stands up, she looks at it and she opens it, takes out the paper and she looks inside and there's a little Siamese kitten. And she, and she's just like staring. (laughs) I think I have a picture of, she's just staring at it, staring at it. I'm like, she's like, we have to take this back. I'm like, all right, well, fine. We'll take it back tomorrow. And we've had to take it back tomorrow for about three weeks. So it's oh. pretty much – it's got a name and everything, so it's pretty much locked. It's your cat now. It's our cat. Yeah. So we have some uh, some friends, acquaintances, mm-hmm. friends that we, we, we saw at this party over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about their dog mm-hmm. who's uh, just old. And, uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, it's got a kitten. 
and and she's like, you want to see a picture or whatever? And like, she has a picture of a kitten. It's a kitten, you know, like, oh, you know, it's a picture, whatever. And they're like, no, we hate cats. So the, as a couple, they hate cats. Okay. And they're like, yeah, like, like, and they're like, wait, she's like, you don't really even, like, that's not cute to you? She's like, no, it's disgusting. And I think the guy said, I, yeah, I, I would have no problem shooting it. Yeah. Oh and we're just, we're just like, you know, like, like it, it, my point is, it's just yeah. interesting that uh, people who don't like cats feel they have the right to say that to you. Right. I, you know, I can go to people's house. I like all animals, but there are I go to people's house and people are like, how cute my dog is. And I'm like, eh, it's not really cute, but I would never say that to right. them. I would respect their home and respect the animal and pet it and be cute. Whereas people that don't like cats always feel the need to say, I hate cats. They're disgusting. Can I just say maybe it's because it. cats are assholes? Fine. Ca- ca- yes. Cats are cats. Dicks. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're just stupid. And, and like, and they, if I could have, like, I obviously, I travel a lot. You Dan, Dan, you have a dog, and you know how difficult it is to travel. Pain in the ass. Yeah, right. you have to yeah. always find someone to get it. For for a cat, we can have someone come by the house once a day, check the food and water, you know, just like look at it and go, I acknowledge your presence, and then leave. The cat doesn't give a shit. They don't, I mean? look, they don't give you the look too when you leave the house. Like my dog right. looks at me. Yeah, I feel bad every mm-hmm. time I leave because yeah. the dog just sits there and stares. at You me. say to the cat, you say, "I'm leaving," and the cat goes, "I don't care." What what it, what's your what's that got to Didn't do with want me? you here in the first place? Didn't want, don't yeah. like, you know what you fed me, feed person. When you come home, does the cat come to the door? Does the cat even show any excitement at all? Mine to does. see you. Mine does sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But yeah, but, the, is a little crazy. but but the yeah. point is, but the point is, is that is that you you just like. People who don't like cats feel that they can be vocal about it, whereas it's like if I pet someone's dog. You ever petted someone's dog? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, your dog's so cute. And you walk out and you smell your hands. You're like, it stinks. When's yeah. the last time you washed that disgusting? You know what yes. I mean? And I love dogs, but yeah. I mean, you know, but you're not going to say something. Yeah. Right. So we're just, we're, they're, um. You don't wash cats, though, right? They're on notice. I do. Cats wash them. No, she does. Don't they wash themselves? Yeah, they cats do. Wash them. Don't most cats freak out, though, if you put them in water? Yeah, but it's so fun. Yeah, but it's so awesome to you watch. Can still do it. It's pretty fun to it's watch. It's suggested like four times a year, kind of thing. But but because I've seen videos of cats losing their shit yeah, when they, yeah, with yeah. water, like freaking out. Yeah, like, you know, claws. But and... I think if you start early, you know, yeah. it's just one of those things to deal with. Sorry, what? Oh, I think quiz, there's I think there's quiz. a quiz happening. Who is it? Me? You and you against me? Yeah, you uh, two yeah. together. Me, you. Food relations. There's a this, artist with that iPad, man. It's so this thing. I'm trying to work this volume. It's so master. like it's an artist. Because you put it like I go okay, like 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 it sticks. Maybe your fingers, fingers. are too greasy, manly, chubby. manly. Uh, all right, my uh, chime in is uh, blued, blued, blued. Pretty good one. Thank you. Um, mine will be check, please. Okay. That's good. That's fine. Yeah, that's fun. Food. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Number one. What president is attributed to bringing pasta to America? Check, please. In 1789. Check, please. Dan. Oh, in 1789? George Washington. (laughs) That's incorrect. Um, Benjamin Franklin. That's incorrect. He's not not even a president. Sorry. (laughs) Thomas Edison. Edison. What? Check, please. We can keep going? Uh, Dan. Paul Revere. (laughs) That is incorrect. He was not a president. Chef, chef, please. It's not your comment. Balloon. Um... Uh, President Boyardi. Okay. <laughs> Let's just say you both lost that. Yeah, okay. Thomas Jefferson brought back a pasta. He was never president, was he? Oh, he was. <laughs> <laughs> what part God of this question damn. are we going to argue? <laughs> okay. He brought back a pasta-making machine upon his return from being ambassador to France. So nobody got that. Yeah, especially since it's not Italy. Yeah. No, All right. Well, either way, you guys couldn't even figure out the president. 
You're right. We actually named non-presidents. A bunch of non-presidents. In 1890. Yes. That, that was Zane. Oh, yeah. nice. Nice. You know, done. you want to, what's your buzz in there? No. Oh, am I in on this? Sure. I don't know food. What well, do neither do they. They don't even know presidents. <laughs> That's your buzz in. I don't know food. I don't know food. Okay, here I'm we in. go. This is getting confusing. Yes. That's yeah, always confusing. Okay. Who cares? In 1890, what creamy substance was developed by a St. Louis doctor for his patients with bad teeth? Check, please. Blood. Uh, toothpaste. Uh, toothpaste. Incorrect. What? Uh, food. Think food. Oh. Uh, Balloud. Zane. Sour cream. That's incorrect. 1890? 1890. What, the, what do I know about? I don't know food. The people with bad teeth? Yes. Check, please. Dan. Fluoride pudding. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's a really good guess. Okay, what's the answer? The answer is peanut butter. What does that do to your teeth? What does that what? do to your teeth? It doesn't, it's just the fact that a, a dentist guy invented it. That's interesting. Yeah. All right. interesting. But his reasoning is suspect. Okay. okay. At the 1893 Chicago World's Fair, what beer... Balloon. What beer won a blue ribbon there by changing its name? Blue. Zane. Pabst Blue Ribbon Beer. That's correct. Change by the way, by the way, Pabst wait, beer. I need to I need to interject. Go ahead. If he cuts in early, you have to stop reading. Yeah, you have to stop reading. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, or else I'll just cut in. Yeah, okay, well, I didn't know that. No, but I got it right. Josh, so will, you, will you note that under this game's under protest? Yes. <laughs> asterisk. This is asterisk. Uh... You can't bring me in without telling me the rules. Sorry, Mel. You've only been on this show for about two years. Okay, continue. Okay. Uh... 1929 is the year. 1929 is the year. What beverage was originally introduced with the name Bib Label Lithuated Lemon Lime Soda? Balut. You. Uh, seven Up. That is correct. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Did you know that or you just guessed? No, I was going to say Sprite, then I decided Seven Up is probably. He you know, went older. with the lemon lime soda thing. Yeah. Uh, the Caesar salad was created by Caesar Cardini in what country? Check, please. Balut. Uh, that's Dan. Italy. That's incorrect. Same. Mexico, man. That is correct. Do you want to Damn. Boom. You know your food. Tijuana, man. Okay. Uh, in 1902, the Clementine was invented Blue. as a hybrid. The tangerine Dang. and the orange. That's correct. <laughs> what the? Josh, we're getting we're getting specifically right the seal or bitter orange. Yes, nice. Got that. Wow. Uh, what year were electric refrigerators introduced? Check, please. Salute. Uh, Dan. 1924. That's incorrect. Uh, can I just take the over? Or are we going to actually go? No, you have to throw out a number. 1954. Incorrect. I don't know food. 1939. I like how this is a preface. I'll give it to Dan because he was the closest. The year was 1916. Woohoo! Nice. What was your yeah. guess? 24. Damn it. At the price of $900. Wow. What the? That's a lot of money back oh then. Oh my right? God. It is for 1916. That's how much my first VCR cost. <laughs> <laughs> And then remember you used to get two true. VC- remember you get the second VCR so you could copy you yeah, could copy the movies. It was great. It was, they were all warbly. Blah, 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 blah. Did you guys ever go with Betamax? Any one of you guys take a Betamax? No, I, no? I, I don't take those sort of I leaps. Think anyone that had a Betamax? No, no. They're actually better. FYI, the Betamax yeah, so is, is, so is a track better. Yeah. I got an a track player in my car. Nah, I bet you do, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, please place these three items in order of invention. Uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, the Kit Kat, and the Hershey's Chocolate Bar. Zane. Hershey's is first, then the Kit Kat, then the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. That is incorrect. Check, please. Damn. Hershey's, Reese's, Kit Kat. That is correct. All right. Oh! Hershey's was invented in 1900, the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, 1923, yeah. and Kit Kat, Hershey's. 1933. <laughs> 
You're my friend. Okay. Are you done? <laughs> yes, that's E.T. Okay. Uh, the ice cream cone, hot dog, iced tea, and puffed rice were introduced at what event? Check, please. Balloon. Dan. Um, my, I had a party at my house two weeks ago. We had all of those. They inter- and you introduced them? That's, that's absolutely it, correct. It would be. Of all, of all things. Is, am I correct in saying that it is the 1893 Chicago Columbian Exposition? That is incorrect. <laughs> then I know. I have my other Check, guess. please. I Check, please. Uh, Dan. World War One. <laughs> it is the. Uh, ice cream cone. Ice cream cone. Yes. St. Louis World's Fair. That is correct. What? In 1904. Oh, my God. Thanks, you know your history. I know, I know is that stuff, it? I know stuff about shit. I know shit about uh, stuff. What color of M&M went on hiatus? Blue. Check, please. I think you got it. Who was me. you? Red. That is correct. Man, I knew that one. From 76 to 87. Because they thought it caused cancer. Dan, joke? Anything? Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. What popular pasta was introduced in 1937 with the advertisement, make a meal in nine minutes or less? Check, please. Dan. Chef Boyardee. That is incorrect. Blue. I don't know who. Same. A hamburger helper. Incorrect. Oh, that's what I was going to go with. Do you want me to finish the... <laughs> yeah, sure. Sorry. Oh, oh, no, I don't know food. Go ahead. Top ramen. That is incorrect. Top ramen? Ramen! Oh, ramen noodles. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. I think it's a top Popular robin. pasta dish. The advertisement was make a meal in nine minutes or less for 19 cents or less. Check, 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 check please. Yes. Kraft macaroni and cheese. That is correct. Oh, yes. oh nice. Stupid mac and cheese. One more question. One more What's question. What's the score? I don't know. I'm winning. You're winning. I yeah. don't know. I've got yeah. a couple. Let's make this one worth 100 points. Okay. Okay, here we go. Uh, the Food Network premiered hmm. on television in what year? Check, please. Zane Lamprey. <laughs> what? I'm looking for a year. Oh, the year. Not I think who is the best star. So now we're going we closest. Balud. Uh, 19. Uh, <laughs> What's that? Per- <laughs> Did you have a hernia? What? Did you just try to make yourself grow up? 1994. <laughs> Anybody else want to guess? Check, please. Yes. 2000. Food Network, you said. Uh, 2002. Yes. Okay. I don't know. Food 1999. Uh, closest was Zane. Damn the year was 1993. What'd I say? 1994. Then why did you scowl at me like that? The answer was still wrong. wrong, and because you were trying to throw up into your microphone. <laughs> Wait, was your show the Have Fork Will Travel? What was that on? That was on the Food Network. When I they, when I went to meet with Balud, they his, gave you an example of what not to do. No, a woman that sat, the woman was working with him, uh, Lauren, said yeah. she worked on your show. She did the PR on your show, and she said to say hello to you. No, really and Danielle didn't overhear this and know that you knew me. No, I tried to. Would you calm down just because somebody didn't mention your name in a conversation? Yeah. No, he, he hasn't texted you back yet either. <laughs> Why don't you put your phone away? Uh, the score was seven to three. No. Zane, you won. 106, 106 okay. to three. Um, I have a few uh, quick uh, booze in the news stories if you guys would like to hear them. Yes. Can I get a drink of that beer? You may. Um, all right, so two... Um, Two whiskey-related stories. Okay. One that I think you... Well, yeah, one that you covered. Uh, Pappygate, they're calling it. Pappygate. Oh, how, I, did, how, I wrote about that. How to spot the, the stolen bottles of Pappy Van Winkle. So what? So what's the story? Well, there were, there were cases of over 200 bottles of Pappy Van Winkle, 20-year-old, 
which is one of the rarest bourbons you can get. It's very went have, missing one of those my over over a two month period, uh, and they I think they got the guy though. Did they catch the guy now? Mm. They have somebody. They arrested somebody uh, over the weekend, I think. But um, basically, it was inside job. Okay. Somebody was draining the the barrels oh, essentially wow. of this twenty year old. And uh, wait, and then but they, they also they, stole thirteen cases of rye, thirteen year old rye too. So so this story uh, says. Would the stolen bottles of Pabby look any different from any other bottles in the market? The short answer is yes. Uh, as bourbonblog.com covers the unfolding events of Pabbygate. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, anyone gives a shit. Uh, 200 bottles of whiskey. Oh, my yeah. God. People are, like, dying in, in every country around the world from... With the whiskey. Yeah. yeah. No, from, from, like, from skirmishes and go to, wars. Go to skirmishes? Go to food. Go to food like republic. Scurvy, well, let me just finish. So, so it's a... Uh, we want you to be armed with the information to help uncover the stolen bottles. Like many bottles oh, of liquor from major distilleries, Pappy Van Winkle bottles bear unique codes, which are stamped directly on the glass. And this apparently would not have it. Oh, are you on the case? I'm, uh, I'm, so, I'm so on it. You wrote a story. Sorry, food, I'm go, foodrepublic.com. How much does a bottle of that go for, the real stuff? Uh, it's... Not more than one hundred and twenty dollars or something. I like have a, yeah. I have one of those bottles. About one hundred and twenty bucks a bottle. Why is that not mo- not more expensive than the twenty five year old? Why is it not more? Yeah, expensive? there's a twenty five, but the twenty is more expensive than the twenty five. It's just fucking crazy, they dude. Want it, man. I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. When I was when I was writing about this, the Food Republic piece, I ended up writing about different crimes. Not everybody's as savvy as the people that stole the Pepe right. Van Winkle. And there was one guy, if you go to that article, who went to, to rob a liquor store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And instead of having a mask, and you know, one of the things with, with criminals, the thing they like about a mask is that they're one of the things you want out of a mask is easily disposable. Right. After you've committed your crime. Ah, uh, yes. This genius uh, decided his name was Casey Casey. Casey. He decided that in, in lieu of a mask, he would wrap his entire head it, with duct tape. Nice. <laughs> if you go, there's a picture. Oh, his entire my God. head is wrapped in duct tape, including over his ears. So. When he turned to leave the store, uh-huh. he couldn't hear the guy from the liquor store behind him uh-huh. ran up to him. This guy must have realized he wasn't dealing with a genius, right. you know, and ran up behind him with a baseball bat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. You see the picture of him? And then the guy tried to say that there's a video, which is you, – you might have to plug in and play this video, Zane. They interview him in the jail, uh-huh. and he uh, – was denying that he was the duct tape bandit. Oh and they gosh. ended up doing one of those YouTube mashup videos uh, uh-huh. to this guy saying, I ain't no duct tape bandit. I ain't no duct tape bandit. I'm looking. I'm, I'm, go, I'm, I'm at the, the, the site, foodrepublic.com, and I typed in duct tape as my search word. Yeah. Did it come up? Uh, yeah, and now my computer says it's dying. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Look at that guy's what face. What the? <laughs> oh, my That's God. That's crazy. <laughs> He wrapped his head in oh, duct tape to rob, to rob the store. Like, thoroughly wrapped it. Yo, know, completely wrapped it. That would have been hard to get out head. of. Put a brown paper poke over his head and poke holes in it for a plastic bag, you know? But duct tape? I mean, this... This is the guy in the store. This is the owner of Lincolnshire. Unbelievable. People don't think this really happened. <laughs> But it did, and it gets even more unbelievable. During a jailhouse interview, the suspect said police have the wrong guy. They call you the duct tape bandit. You're, that's not you? Look at me. Do I look like a duct tape bandit, baby? I'm not no duct tape bandit, you hear me? <laughs> Live one-on-one, ass in Kentucky, you know this is not me. Now look, do the math, do the homework, man. 
Wow, that is an ironclad defense, by the way. Do the math. What a genius! Sweating so much, the duct tape didn't quite stick. But of course, he's not all that lucky. Police say they have enough evidence to make the charges stick. But um, bum. Wow. And now, right below is the mashup video of him doing this. That looks like a duct tape bandit, baby. Tape bandit, baby. Tape bandit, You know this is not me. I'm not no duct tape bandit, you hear me? I'm not no duct tape bandit. I'm not no duct tape bandit, you hear me? I'm not no duct tape bandit. Now look, live one on one, ask in a second, you know this is not me. Now look, I look like a duct tape bandit, baby. His name is Casey Casey. It's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, all right. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, sign. Sorry, my mic just fell. Uh, we're gonna sign off on this one. But I just wanted to show you guys this real quick. Um, Popcorn Sutton was a guy. Was this um, moonshiner? Yes. And he did. Uh, someone was doing this like low budge uh, documentary, uh, and he he. He took the guy around with the camera, got in his Model T Ford or whatever it was, and drove around and, and, and showed the guy how he did all this stuff because he sold it around town. People turned, turned a blind eye to it. And he was probably like, I mean, I, I, I could 200. look it up. He's probably 200 years old. Yeah. Yeah. He drove a Model T. This is a few years ago. And, uh, and he uh, did this video. And then when the video came out, it, they used it as evidence to throw him in jail. And instead of going to jail, he took his own life, this guy. Wow. So that's Popcorn Sutton. He's, he's like the, probably the best-known uh, modern moonshiner. And so these people, I don't know who it is, had taken uh, his, his, uh, his whiskey, his white, white whiskey, and they bottled it, Popcorn Sutton's white whiskey, and it looks very close to the Jack Daniels bottle. Oh, it does, yeah. So now Jack Daniels is suing them. But the cool thing about it is we wouldn't be talking about this if if there was no lawsuit and you wouldn't have heard of what the you know of this stuff so so it's on the shelf and now people are trying to get it before, before they get, it's before taken they away because <laughs> now it's like a collector's item so can you is, is so is there a proprietary thing on on bottle shapes can you yeah you can get it. i mean sure you can get it on, on anything but like like uh the guy tad dorda who invented the sm- the the frosted bottle with the clear window yeah. from, from belvedere yes. has a trademark on that but people just copy it and he's like I, I'd, I'd spend my life chasing these people down and for what but you know, maybe Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels, when asked about it, says yes, they are proceeding with a lawsuit, and this isn't the first time. They said that people all the time are trying to copy their their bottle and all that kind of stuff. What are their bottles? I'm trying to think of Jim Beam. Jim Beam looks like it. Mm-hmm. Jägermeister. You would know the shit. Jaeger. Yeah. Bullet Bourbon. Has Patron. Patron, yeah, Patron, for sure. Yeah. You'd know. I think even the Absolute bottle, you'd know the the shape of it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They, and, oh uh, yeah, sure. And wine. What wine? Just, I don't know why. Saint Germain. You Saint, brought up Saint Germain. Saint Germain, early. exactly. That's a very unique bottle. Um, oh, that's oh, it. Oh man, what you know? What the shows go by so quickly, guys. Uh, thank you very much to Daniel Balud for uh, letting Dan. You'll me. What's your last name? Done. <laughs> Interview him. Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> the Imbiber. Zane Lamprey. What else? Anything? Mm, I'm going to drink this. I'm going to finish my beer. Beer. Yeah. Beer is good. Holiday tips and fun facts from Paul, Kristen, and Dexter at Total Wine & More. Did you know there are over 10,000 wine grape varieties worldwide? Here's to thousands of gift possibilities. My go-to holiday wine is Chardonnay. I love it with turkey and potatoes. 
pile on the gravy. Let me show you our more than 8,000 party-perfect wines that are in your budget and out of this world. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices and ridiculous selection with you this holiday. Now offering same-day delivery at TotalWine.com. Cheers! What's the big deal, deal? Where can you get pizza, bread twists, specialty chicken, and more for just five ninety nine each? Is it at Domino's? He hands off hand-tossed pizza and the marble cookie brownie. He's going, going, going! There's a lot of variety on the radio and at Domino's, too, where you can... Two item minimum pan pizza bone and wings and bread bowls will be extra. Ask for this limited time offer. Prices, participation, delivery area, and charges may vary.